Hello, everyone, and welcome to and Let's Be Heard for Monday, May 9th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Well, how was your weekend? Was it a good weekend? Did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? Did you travel? I, let me tell you something. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show today, there's a lot of meat and a lot of potatoes, maybe even some gravy. But uh, the airline fares are, and if someone can explain this to me, the airline fares are just out of this world astronomical astronomical. I mean, we're talking about, you know, flights from like here, San Francisco to Chicago for like 800 round trip, a thousand round trip to New York. What's going on? What's going on here? Is it a combination of people finally traveling again and there's more people traveling than before COVID? Or is it a matter of the airlines charging more because of gas? Is it a matter of the airlines trying to make up for all the money they lost during COVID? Is it all of the above? I don't know, but I've never seen. I have never seen. And this is, we're in May. I can only imagine June, July, and August. The airfare is like this in my life. I'm landlocked. I can't go anywhere. It's incredibly expensive. I'm going to do a GoFundMe just to take a trip because this is like insane. I've never seen fares like this. If you haven't, go check it out. Go to Priceline or Hotwire or any of your uh, airline websites and just take a look. It's just, I've never seen it like this before. In my life. Anyway, okay, I'll I'll stop complaining about airfares. You know, I was just watching uh, Brett Baer, the Fox Sunday show with Brett Baer, before coming on the air here, and he had on the schmuck Chris Murphy, uh, Senator Chris Murphy. Now, you want to talk about the height of of, of democratic extremism, of shit-lib extremism. Just listen to Chris Murphy. And I have to say, Brett Baird did just maybe a C-plus job because Murphy was lying left and right. Lying left and right about every issue, holes in his logic, no common sense. And Brett Baird barely challenged him. Barely challenge him. That's the problem. It's not. I don't want to just pick on Brett Bear. I like the guy, but I think it's just a, a a a pattern of no follow up questions in the media. There are no follow up questions anymore. Okay, it, Tim Russert's long gone, and his style of journalism is long gone, where there'd be follow up questions, and people would have to answer for inconsistencies that they've made in statements and such. So they were talking about uh, the uh, abortion issue, of course. And uh, and Chris Murphy just simply lied. He's he, it, 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 that st- the scare tactic I told you about last week, where the Democrats and the left media, like CNN, MSN, MSNBC, are saying if Republicans take back the Senate in November, they will vote for a national abortion ban. First of all, even if they were to get rid of the filibuster, which they probably wouldn't be able to do because people like Mitt Romney and stuff who will not – just like Manchin on the Democratic side, they'll be like Romneys and the Collins and the Murkowskis on the Republican side who will vote against getting rid of the filibuster. But let's say they were able to do that. Let's say in miracle of miracles, they get rid of the filibuster and they don't need 60 votes because they needed 60 votes. Then, of course, you can forget about it. Let's say they needed 51. Right now, what do they have? Okay, right now – they would need to win back the Senate. Let's say they win back the Senate, and even in a tsunami, it would be a miracle for the Republicans to end up with 52-53. Let's say they end up with 53, which would be a tsunami, okay? That means they could not lose more than two votes, right? They have to have at least 51 because 50-50 goes to Kamal, and that's that. Susan Collins has already said that she doesn't agree with the ending of Roe v. Wade. 
She just said that yesterday. She said, if they end Roe v. Wade, then Kavanaugh and Gorsuch and such, they all lied to me in my office. So, you know, she wouldn't vote for it. Mikowski's not going to vote for it. There are probably about 10, 15 senators who right off the bat would not vote for it because they don't believe in a federal – they don't believe in – they believe in either Roe v. Wade or they don't believe in a federal abortion ban. Or they just live in states where they can't because they're in they, – they, they represent blue states or light blue states or purple states and they would lose. They would lose their next election. Chris Murphy is full of shit. The Republicans – the Democrats don't have the vote now to make – abortion legal throughout the land? Why would the Republicans have the votes to make it illegal throughout the land? They wouldn't, they wouldn't come close. I say they'd be lucky to have 25 to 30. So they're not going to be able to, there's no chance they have the votes to make, they'd have at least 51 votes to make abortion illegal throughout the country. But yet, Brett Baer didn't challenge him on that. Didn't challenge him on that. Very simple math. Unless he thinks Republicans somehow are going to have 70 seats, which of course they can't, there's no way they'd be able to pass the federal abortion ban. It's only a scare tactic to make dumb Democratic voters go to the polls. And they have nothing else. They have nothing else but to lie to their own people to get them to the polls. So that's total bullshit. And Chris Murphy knows it's bullshit. But he still he lies. So that's a blatant lie. We'll get to the uh, we'll get to the uh, riots, not the riots. Well, they might be riots. Who knows? It's not warm yet. Wait until it gets warm um, at the uh, ho- homes of the Supreme Court justices. Uh, an atrocity. Um, but then they went on to talk about the uh, "Don't Say Gay" bill. Now, the "Don't Say Gay" bill, I don't think I don't think Murphy's lying about. Because once again, he said, don't say gay, which is lying. But, but then Brett Baer said, wait a minute. It's not don't say gay. It's don't talk about sexual transitions to kindergarten to three third graders. And Chris Murphy said, oh, it's absolutely bullying children. Absolutely bullying children because by not teaching kindergartners about sex change, you're bullying them. If they believe they should be at five years old, if they believe they should be a different sex, you're bullying them. Now, this is the absolute insanity and extremism of the Democrat Party. The absolute and, – and, and they want to glom on to any little thing they can use as a wedge issue to get their dumb voters out to vote against. Instead of saying, yes, to make – you know what? Well, this is the common – they would like to talk about common ground, common ground, common sense. But the Democrat Party has no common sense. There's no common sense. This moron actually thinks it's bullying children to not teach kindergartners about sex change. How fucking extreme and nutty can you be? How lacking in common sense, as Bill Maher has said, about the, the Democrats like to bullshit about the Republicans being extreme. How about the Democrats having no common sense anymore? The Democratic Party is the most extreme, non-common sense political party in my lifetime. How about – see, Democrats can't simply say because you know what? They don't want to say Ron DeSantis has done anything good. And of course Ron DeSantis has done only good. He's done only right over the last two and a half years. Well, Democrats have done only wrong over the last two and a half years. But they can't give him a victory because they know he's such a danger in 2024. And if they give him a victory, it will hurt them. So they have to pretend the bill does something it doesn't do, or they have to actually say stupid, idiotic, moronic, clown show shit, like you're bullying five-year-olds if you don't teach them about sex change operations. And they wonder why they're going to lose, and they wonder why they're hated, and they wonder why their approval's 10. They wonder why their president, one out of every three people, might like him. And they wonder. 
and they wonder. And they wonder, instead of just saying, you know what, we agree with the governor on this one. We shouldn't be teaching sex change to kindergartners. These are the same people that for ages, they had no problem with simple sex ed. Simple, straightforward, vanilla sex ed being taught maybe after 7th or 8th grade. They had no problem with that. But now we have to teach sex change operations to 7-year-olds? It's insane. Absolutely insanity. And they think this is a winning issue? They think it's a winning issue to say, yes, we think they should be taught. Not not, not, that the parents, the teachers, should be teaching seven-year-olds about sex change operations. That is a winning method. That's a winning idea to them. That will get people to the polls. Teach those seven-year-olds about sex change. Are they crazy? Absolute insanity. No common sense. No decency. We used to call people who taught, who talk sex to seven-year-olds perverts and we put them in jail. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Ron DeSantis didn't go far enough as far as I'm concerned. He said, we're not going to teach this. I think if it's defied, and if you have an adult teaching a seven-year-old about sex change, they should be going to jail. Not fired, go to jail. That's common sense. That's normalcy. So this is the modern-day Democratic Party. This is why I shouldn't watch television before I come on. But Chris Murphy's wrong about everything. The Democratic Party's wrong about everything. Wrong about everything. They won't condemn teaching sex change to seven-year-olds. They won't condemn threatening Supreme Court justices to get their minds changed. They won't condemn... Uh, protesting, having, having rallies and riots in front of these homes, their homes where their children sleep. Reminds me of the scene in The Godfather, right? Where my children sleep. Well, that's basically the same thing. You don't do that. You don't threaten someone's family. You don't protest outside their house where their spouse and their children have nothing to do with them and their decisions live. Oh, just imagine. Let's, let's, let's play the... You know, I like to play that just imagine game. Let's just imagine that Republicans were doing this in front of Sotomayor's house. Republicans were doing this in front of Kagan's house. Just imagine. And it could be on, let's say, the Second Amendment issue. When guns are involved. Could you imagine what the left would be saying? Come on, we know what the left would be saying. Meanwhile, Biden is not condemning it. Now, could you imagine if Trump didn't condemn it? What were they saying about Trump? What would they be saying about Trump? He, they'd be saying he's, 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 he's forcing, he's, he's um, urging on and supporting insurrection at Supreme Court justices' homes. That's what the left would be saying. This is how hypocritical they are. They're full of shit. The whole party, the whole movement, the whole ideology is full of shit. Of course they shouldn't be able to do this. If they want to rally at the Supreme Court where they work, that's a different story. If they want to rally at the Supreme Court where decisions are actually made, that's a different story. But you don't get into their personal life in their homes. You don't do that. Where my kids eat, where my kids sleep. And this president is so feckless and so out of it that he doesn't even condemn that. 
He doesn't even condemn it. Just like he doesn't condemn teaching sex change to seven-year-olds. But this is where we are now. This is where we are now. And not even condemning the leak. And Chris Murphy, once again, another moronic thing he said. Oh, the leak doesn't matter. I don't really like it. But no, no, it's the issue. No, it's not the issue. There are many issues. It is the leak that matters. It is threatening Supreme Court justices that matter. All right? It is trying to use the pressure of the mob and this leak to have them change their minds. Political pressure to change their minds. That is the problem. That is the big problem. Not Roe versus Wade. You know, Bill Maher was talking about this on his show. And he said some things he didn't realize that I didn't even realize. That nowadays many women are just taking a pill. A pill, which you can get online. A pill, which is readily available to have the abortion. You don't have to actually go to a doctor. You don't have to have that procedure anymore. You know, they say, oh, they'll be using wire hangers. Well, no, because there are pills. And you know those pills are going to be readily available. Those women who want abortions are going to be able to get that pill wherever they live, wherever they live, delivered to their homes. You know that. So this is absolutely ridiculous. And actually, also another thing he didn't understand, he didn't realize, is that most women, it's women who are most against abortion. Not men, women who are against abortion. And in Europe, countries like Germany and Italy and Spain, it's tougher to get an abortion than here. There are more abortion laws than we have here. People keep saying, oh, Europe, let's go to Europe. Like when you go to Europe, you can, you can, have, you can just get an abortion 27 times if you want. It's harder in Europe than it is here. They're more strict there, more conservative than here. I didn't know that either, but that's the truth. So there's so many fallacies that the left tries to push. So many fallacies they try to push, as though this is the end of the world. All women are going to be forced to birth. (laughs) It's absolutely insane. It really is. It's insane. But the Democrats have been wrong about one thing after another. One thing after another. Like the vaccines. There's a lot to unpack with the Pfizer leak. I did want to talk about the Pfizer leak. Pfizer, remember, they wanted to keep all the information about their trials secret until everyone is dead. Until everyone that's in, that has anything to do with COVID now, 75 years from now, is dead. That's when they wanted to release everything. You wonder why. Why did they want to wait till everyone was dead? Well, we're learning why they wanted to wait till everyone was dead. There's a lot of information coming out, and I have people on it. And I will hopefully, hopefully sometime this week have on an expert, hopefully a doctor, who can unpack this information for me. Because they dump like, I don't know, how many pages? Thousands and thousands of pages? 5,000, 10,000 pages? They do it on purpose this way. They just dump everything out there, hoping they can, they dump so much that people can't go through it. Their brains explode. They put so much out there, so much information, that they hope people just get tired and they don't look through it, and they don't find these little nuggets of information that we're, that we're finding right now. One doctor you can count on to tell the truth, who has been from day one and was banned from Twitter because of it, is Dr. Naomi Wolf. 
And one of the things she said is the CDC had an internal document that shows six shots for boosters. So the plan was always to give people multiple injections. They concealed the fact, rolled it out sequentially as if they were discovering it for the first time that vaccines lack durability. In other words, they made it seem like they rolled the vaccines out and they were discovering as they went along that they lacked uh, durability when from the start they knew it was going to be jab after jab after jab after jab, at least six. And they didn't tell us that. This is some stuff I'm seeing from the Pfizer leak also that I will have a doctor on to verify because some of it, some of it you say, well, I knew they lied about that. And other stuff you say, is this possible? Here's a couple of nuggets. A couple of nuggets. 43,000 out of 48,000 people, 91% who were part of the trials, reported some sign of adverse reaction. 91% had side effects. Vaccine efficacy was 12% for seven days, not the 90 plus percent they said. And then it falls to less than 1% afterwards. 12% efficacy. 12. I want to say it again. 12. But this is stuff you can actually believe, right? Because I've heard about side effects. We've all heard about people with side effects, whether it's a headache. A side effect can be a headache. It doesn't have to be you're dead. It doesn't have to be that you go in convulsions. It can be a headache. So we've heard about a lot of people having side effects. I mean, they hid them, and when you talk about it on Twitter, you were banned. But we've heard about a lot of people having side effects. Also, we know the efficacy is shit. 12% number is mind-blowingly low when they said it was going to be over 90. But we know it's low. And as things have gone on, they've said, oh, much lower, much lower. Last 30 days, last 10 days, last five days. You know, so that's not that mind-blowing, but we're getting to the mind-blowing stuff. Once again, I'm going to have a doctor on hopefully later in the week once this is more digestible because there are so many pages and pages and pages. Twelve hundred and twenty-three people out of the 48,000, which is 2.7%, died after taking the vaccine. Now, that number I find incredible. I'm not saying it's a lie. I'm not saying it's not true. But think about that for a second. 2.7%. The mortality rate, when all is said and done for COVID, will be about point, between point one, 0.1 and 0.2. Probably 0.15, as many of us said uh, from day one, as, as Johns Hopkins University, as Stanford, as many of them said from day one. It would be about the same, could be a little bit higher than the flu, could be about the same as the flu. So think about that. Mortality rate for COVID, let's say 0.15. The mortality rate, if this is true for the Pfizer vaccine, is 2.7. What is that? 10, 15, 25 times higher? I'm not that good there. There's a chance. 10, 15, 25. More than that. It's insane. Whatever is insane that 48,000 people took it and almost 1,300 end up dead. From what I understand, the FDA said that if one in 30 die, I believe one in 30, it must be shut down. The trial must be shut down. This is absolutely insane. 
absolutely insane. Why wasn't this trial shut down? But once again, a lot of this does make sense when you look at the fact they wanted to wait 75 years to release this. Obviously, they had it. It's all it's, – it's, they, they dumped it all out now. It's like they needed 75 years to fucking compile it. They had it ready to go. Push of a button, the computers. But they wanted to wait till everyone that's part of this now is gone. This is obvious. That's why it makes all this stuff very believable. Very believable. Once again, I, I, I'm going to have a doctor on, someone who can go through all this stuff, understands all this stuff, and can talk more about all this stuff and lay it out, disseminate it. But some of these numbers, some of these things that are coming out are just absolutely, if all is true, if all verifies, it's criminal. People need to go to jail. People need to go to jail. The vaccines were not effective, but that's not the worst of it. They weren't safe. That's the worst of it. If something just doesn't work, eh, it doesn't work. They lied about it. But if something actually can kill you or make you sick, that's the real issue. That is the real issue. And of course, the fact they've made billions and billions of this on this, billions and billions on the testing, that both the vaccines and the testing, as we know, are a billion, 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 billion dollar industry, which is why neither will go away unless we make them go away, unless we force them to go away, unless we elect people who make it go away and throw people out who make it, who make Big Pharma make these huge profits, who allow Big Pharma to make these huge profits. But these are just some early numbers that I picked up from going through Twitter. Early numbers, early numbers. Let's see what else. Yes. Yeah, here we, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Never. Here we go. This is a, yeah. So the leak distracted from the, and that's part of this thing with the leak. That was the leak done to distract from the Pfizer dump because they both happened at about the same time. These numbers are coming out. Like I said, there's so many pages and pages of documents that this stuff is slowly coming out, slowly leaking out, if you will. So you wonder if this whole leak thing with, with Roe versus Wade was done to distract from this Pfizer dump because we know the media will only cover one thing at a time and we know the left media will never cover this. So someone tweeted, so the leak distracted from the Pfizer dump. 46,000 people took the vaccine to trial, 42,000 adverse reactions, and 1,200 died. FDA rules that one death in 30 closes the trial down. It didn't. Why? 1,223 people died within 28 days of receiving the Pfizer C19 shot during trials. They knew it was deadly, and they still pushed on the population. Justin Trudeau and others, how do you sleep at night? The Pfizer vaccine is unsafe and ineffective. This is insane. This is absolute insanity. Absolute insanity. That, that, and once again, this is not really, I want to make sure, this is not really political. This is not a political, this is not a Republican or Democrat thing. Because the Democrats, as we know, have pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. Kathy Hochul, just as late as today, earlier today, put out a tweet the usual mantra, I got the vaccines and the jabs and I got sick and I'm glad I got them so I'm not dead, blah, blah, blah. The same shit that every Democrat who gets this, every quadruple, quintuple Democrat, jab Democrat that gets, that gets COVID anyway puts out the same Orwellian mantra. 
So we know the Democrats have pushed it up the wazoo, but this is Trump's vaccine too. It's Trump's vaccine too. Many Republicans have pushed it. Many Republicans have said it shouldn't be mandated, but still take it, still get it, still get it. So this is not really a Democrat or Republican thing. All politicians who push the vaccine are responsible for this. Because every politician should have had this data from Pfizer. Every, per, every politician, every person in power should have gotten this information before they pushed the vaccine. They should have demanded it from Pfizer. They should have said, we're not going to support your vaccine. We're not going to push your vaccine until we have all the information, every single fucking morsel of information about your trials. And they didn't do it. They didn't do due diligence. They just went with the cult. They went with the same mantra. They went with the narrative of you got to push the vaccine. The vaccines get us back to normal for the greater good, blah, 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 blah. All the same bullshit. So this is not a Democrat or Republican thing. This is not. This is an establishment. This is a big pharma thing. This is a big government thing. This is a groupthink thing. This is a cult thing. This is a vaccine worship thing. This is a lie that was simply pushed so people would believe that we'd get back to normal. People believed we'd get back to normal. People believed these vaccines would end COVID. People were told they would stop the spread. 12% efficacy. They said 96. So they lied. They lied. And now, as time goes by, and as information comes out, We're learning just how much they lied, just how much the conspiracy theorists, quote unquote, were right. And as more information comes out, we're finding that children, especially when talking zero through 18 years old, children and young adults from this Pfizer dump, the early data we're reading It's showing that children were like 50, 60 times more likely to die from the vaccine than COVID. 50 to 60 more times likely to die from the vaccine than from COVID. They knew all of this stuff. They knew it wasn't effective. They knew it wasn't safe. And yet they said safe and effective. It was unsafe and ineffective. And they pushed safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. They wouldn't even let people 85 plus be part of the later trials because it was so dangerous to them. They would not let 85 plus be in phase three of the trials. Why? Because they didn't like what the data was showing. That's why. And of course, those are the people who are at most risk for COVID. Those are the people who would benefit most from a vaccine that actually worked. Not this one. One that cured the disease, not killed people. Like most vaccines, cure a disease, they don't kill people. They cure many more, more, more people than they kill. Not this one. Sometimes you wonder, sometimes you wonder what true justice would look like. If there was true justice in this world, 
where people, evil people, evil people were punished for being evil. For evildoers were punished, selling bush, for doing evil. What kind of a world would we live in if that were the case? What kind of world? Uh, like I said, more later in the week. That once I found this, I just found most of this information out about seven or eight hours before doing the show, and I was doing some research, and I, I have doctor friends, and I was asking them to look through this, and it's just pages and pages and pages of documents. And understandably, any doctor is going to want to, any doctor not named Fauci is going to want to look through the actual information and disseminate it and go through it, extrapolate, and all those things scientists and doctors do, real ones anyway, before coming on a show. But hopefully later this week I will have at least one actual doctor on to talk about all this stuff and to verify it or to uh, change it around or to say, no, it's not this, it's that. But, you know, I think we're getting some good information and some uh, a good idea of why Pfizer wanted to wait 75 years. I mean, you knew something was – I mean, you knew – unless you were a total schmuck face, you knew something was up when they said, we'll do it in 75 years. And the courts had to force them to do it this year. The courts had to force them to show us this information. So you knew right away there'd be some really nasty stuff in there. You knew there'd be a lot of stuff that showed they'd been lying over the last two and a half years. Right? You knew it. But what's coming out early is just – and believe there's more. There are more dumps to come. There are more dumps to come. But they hope to just dump everything out and people just don't want to go through it. It's too tough for Americans to go through this kind of stuff. And they just feel, we're not going to allow that to happen. We're not going to allow that to happen. We're not going to be a left-wing station either. That's not going to show it. Forget about CNN and MSNBC showing anything that shows the vaccines were actually ineffective and unsafe. They'll never, it'll never do it. Though evidence can be overwhelming, they'll never do it. But not here. We will. Okay. That's uh, our Monday show. You've been listening to And Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Chopley. And remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Speak to you tomorrow.